Hello, everybody. My name is Emily Heidel, and welcome back to the Revolutionize the Stage podcast presented to you by Venue Live. We have a very illustrious, super talented guest here. We have the filmmaker and dancer extraordinaire, Anthony King. Ooh, and he's showing us some moves right now. Round of applause. You already know the vibes. It's Anthony King. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. It's really an honor. Before we get into everything, can you introduce yourself? Sure, sure. Yeah. So again, my name is Anthony King. If you want to know my middle name, Robert, don't laugh at it. I don't know why that's funny, but people think it's funny. <laughs> Whatever. Uh-huh. I'm a filmmaker, so I do directing, editing, shooting, lighting, art direction if I have to. I suck at art direction, but okay. hey, if there's no budget, I'm going to do it myself. Whatever. I'll give you some of my clothes. I've done that before. We'll talk about that later. So stylist, <laughs> hey, I do it all. It's all good. I got style. I got a little bit. You do? Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I got the yeah. chain, white gold. You already know the vibes. Yes. A name. And then um, I'm also a dancer. I choreograph a little bit. Uh-huh. I dance, backup dance. I've done different things like that. Voice actor. I think I just have a God-gifted voice. I don't know how to use it the best way, but hey, I just use it how it is. You really do have a nice voice. Thank like, you. Like, you need to be having your own podcast, if I do say so myself. Seriously. Hey, we're we going to talk about we're that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to okay. talk about that. Okay. Um, you also mentioned how you are, well, I guess in our private conversations, you mentioned how uh, you might be staying in Seoul, might not in the future. This is going to be something, or you're definitely going to be moving back to the States at some point, correct? I do believe eventually I will mm -hmm. move back to the States. Mm -hmm. There's definitely unfinished business and things that I need to do all my homies that are there that I believe in and mm -hmm. they need me as much as I need them mm -hmm. but I will stay here at least two more years mm -hmm. maybe longer okay three four five forever no not forever <laughs> but for a while for a while for a while okay so then tell us what made you move to Seoul all right that's a long <laughs> story a long story but Pretty much, let me try to summarize it in a short way. Mm -hmm. Nine years ago, I met a film crew called Zany Bros. Mm -hmm. You know Zany Bros. Zany Bros, Arthur yeah. used to work there, yep. Angelina, Foss, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I met them because they did a music video for Beast oh. back in New York in Chinatown. Oh. Beautiful Night. Oh, Autumn, my Autumn Down Pame or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I show up for like half a second. What? I do some move like this or something at like a minute, 30 seconds. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> I don't know if you guys catch it on camera, but the way you just locked, I was like, oh, my God, he's a dancer. Jesus. But I get like a little bit of screen time in that uh -huh. video. And then I became homies with the director the following year. Okay. They came back to uh, America. Mm -hmm. They're shooting a music video for. Do you remember BAP? Yeah. 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 Like Zelo and mm -hmm. the rest Young of them. Young and yeah. like yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. I remember Zelo was the homie. I saw Zelo recently. Like is it, I saw him for the first time in like nine years. They were doing a music video for was it BAP Coffee? Oh, I like yeah. that song. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. They shot that in New York. There's a piano scene where I forget what park it is in New York, uh -huh. but they're like filming around a piano it's crazy actually during that shoot mm -hmm. they had a team of 20 people with them and there's one steady cam operator he, he has a huge ass Ari alexa on him uh -huh. and he's running around and the whole team is running with him Wait, oh <laughs> like that so, oh my yeah. god so you literally see like this is like this this is uh, let's say like this is the steady cam operator mm -hmm. he's running and then like the rest of them is like running with them too and that everyone's so just funny. laughing it's so <laughs> funny yeah Were people in new york like the in the park like 
hell so we on? we got there around six or seven in the morning so oh. there was nobody there okay, okay yeah we got there super super early okay but um that music video i came on set i got to see what they do for you know three days uh-huh. and then that's when i actually decided i wanted to be a filmmaker which we'll get into later mm. but from there i wanted to be like zany bros so oh. i was like i'm gonna come out to korea they're like come out to korea let's do it and i was like yo don't worry i'm gonna be out there let's get it yeah and then eventually i got it and now i'm here you know what? One of my questions I had on here at first, I deleted it. I was like, how did you get connected to Zany Bros? And you just answered it for me. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how. That, that Zany Bros is probably one of the main reasons why I am a like music video director, filmmaker to this day. Wow. Like that shoe at the BAP shoe, Coffee, mm-hmm. that inspired me seeing them using all the lights and they had like huge staff and cranes and mm-hmm. was it Jimmy Jibs? Or yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Jibs. Whatever they call it. I don't yeah. even know. I'm a filmmaker. I should know that, but whatever. <laughs> called the Jimmy Jibs or whatever, uh-huh. they, whatever they call that. Uh-huh. It had so much, like, so much equipment. It just looked super cool, super pro. You had the huge monitors. You could see everything in high def. Look like it was like 50K resolution. I yeah. don't even know. Yeah. Probably 5K. If it was Ari Alexa, maybe four. But uh-huh. Uh-huh. it looked high def. Wow. Yeah. So then... I got super inspired. I was like, oh, I want to be a filmmaker now. Mm. Yeah. I was already filming before that a little bit, uh-huh. but that was the thing that really, it's like, I want to do music videos like them, and I studied them for years. Mm. You, this was like nine years ago, um, and then you said you were making videos before that. Were you dancing at that time? Yeah, yeah. You I've, were? Okay. I've been dancing since eighth grade when I was 14 or 13. Was it always hip-hop? Yeah. Okay. I started off as a b boy. I was doing breaking. As a b boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not break dancing. Breaking. I mean, break What's the difference? Break dancing is like a made up term that I think just the general public made up. Uh huh. But breaking is the actual term for oh. for for b boy for breaking. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Break dancing is I don't know. Yeah, it's not that. Okay. Okay. But people think it is. So that's for everyone to know. Breaking. Be called b boying. B boy. B girl. Whatever. Not break dancing. It is breaking. Okay. Yeah. Actually, if you go, speaking of Zany Bros and breaking, if you go look at Alexa, um, if you go look at her extra music video, you will see Anthony in there breaking. Yeah, I'm, I'm, breaking, little... I'm breaking. I'm breaking it down. I'm, I'm <laughs> breaking, breaking it down. down. Let's go. And amongst other music videos, you can be found in like uh, Wean's Watercolor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, tr- oh, uh, Puck Dune's. L O V E E. Yo, you did your research. Yo, for real. <laughs> okay, I'll be honest. When I was preparing for this, I was like, okay, so I, I usually will go to that person's Instagram page and then I'll search them on like YouTube and stuff. So I went to your, your Instagram page and then I clicked your, your bio, which had lo fi visuals and then Moon Culture films yeah. in it. And I went into Moon Culture films. You guys should go to his, uh, his Instagram as well, um, by the way. Uh, and this is your company, but it has over like 900 posts dating back like six, seven years, I want to say. Pro- yeah, I think I started the Moon Culture Instagram see, yeah, six or seven years ago. Yeah. Even kind of before your Instagram. It's more active. It was more. Okay. So uh-huh. funny thing uh-huh. actually is my personal Instagram right now, I am Anthony King, was the Moon Culture Films Instagram. In the beginning, I didn't have a separate film page. It was really? just. Yeah, my Instagram name used to be King Ain't Yeezus or something like that. My friend made it up just to be an asshole because mm-hmm. it, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care about Instagram. I made Instagram after or a little bit before the BAP coffee shoot, that oh. was, which was like eight years ago or something like that. Okay. So that's when I started like my film page on Instagram. Uh. But it was just my personal work. And then next thing you know, I'm shooting a client or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Then after a year or two of that, 
me and my friends decided, hey, why don't we start an actual Moon Culture Films Instagram? Mm. Then we did that. And then eventually I uh, flip-flopped. Like I, no, no, no. What, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, I did something where I started a Moon Culture page. Yeah. And then, or maybe I, I turned my personal page into Moon Culture. Ah, uh, And then okay, okay. I started my own Instagram. Oh. And then I like switched back. It's all of my professional work. I only made Moon Culture Films Instagram to yeah. show the best of the best stuff. There's so many more shoots and things that I've done. There's a lot of work that I'm either not super proud of or okay. I just didn't really care about or didn't show uh, what I wanted to show. Okay. So I just put the main cool stuff on there, essentially. So then, um, and if you guys go to his, his, like I said, Moon Culture or his uh, personal in- Instagram, which will be on the video version, you can see it and you'll plug it at the end. But if you go to look at that, you can see you've been so consistent. Like, and consistency is like, for me at least, it's something really hard. Um, how have you been able to like maintain that consistency over like seven, eight, well, I guess nine, dating back to you know when you first met Zany Bros? Like, how have you been able to maintain that? So I know for me, when I first started Instagram, I was actually super against it. I think I still had did MySpace still exist nine years ago? I uh, it was more like Facebook era. I am only using this for business. I don't care about personally connecting with people on Instagram, whatever. Mm. Like, you're just going to see my work. Mm-hmm. I filmed this with my boys or whatever it is. Go check it out. Yeah. And that's it. Peace. So back then, especially when I was younger, I'm still mm-hmm. young now, but, you know, when I was 20, 21, whatever, mm-hmm. I was super, super excited. Mm. I never saw my future as being a filmmaker. That was never a goal or dream of mine ever. And I, I never wanted to touch the camera. Why? Even when I first started using the camera, I hated it. Why? I just, I was just never interested. It was just like, ah, I gotta like, in general, it's really, really funny. I'm not a very hands-on kind of person. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why I chose my my degree and my major as an engineer, uh-huh. which is funny. People yeah. think engineering is this, like, no, that's technician stuff. Uh-huh. Like, engineering is just a bunch of problem solving and math and whatever. Really? I was like, cool, as long as I could just do calculus and derivatives and integrals, and I don't have to actually use my hands besides writing with a pencil, then I'm good. And that's why I chose the hardest major in the world. So when it came to being a filmmaker, I'm like, yo, I got to hold a camera and I got to press <laughs> buttons and, like, plug in wires and build things yeah oh man i don't want to do this yeah and i grew up as an editor to explain super quick is when i was in elementary school i used to make amvs you know what that is no (laughs) he's gonna date himself again let me explain that real quick because that sounds you're amvs a music videos no not adult music videos as a little kid i wasn't doing that (laughs) oh my god that's a little sus Uh uh-huh i was doing I was a nerd. I was doing anime music videos. So oh. I had a, I had a anime music videos. There we go. I got a, anime music videos. I was doing that. <laughs> and, you know, I was doing music videos of Hunter Hunter. Not Hunter x Hunter because I'm Hunter Hunter. The X, you don't pronounce that. And Naruto, everybody knows about that. Bleach, you know, Bleach is coming back. Shout out to them. Uh-huh. And I was doing anime music videos with J-Rock and rock music, Evanescence, mm-hmm. Linkin Park. Oh, and yeah. Three Doors, Three Days Grace. Yeah. Three Doors Down and Three <laughs> Down Everything, whatever. <laughs> All these rock groups were. That's, that's why I got into rock music for. Uh-huh. So I grew up as an editor doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then I hit DDR, ruined my life for a bit, Dance Dance Revolution, in the group, mm. whatever. We're going to talk about that. And then I got into dancing. And then when I started, um, when I started my dance crew in college, 
we wanted to start filming stuff. Mm. We had someone to film for us. He took forever to edit it mm-hmm. and do it. So we're like, my boy Jason Law is like, hey, we got to do it ourselves. Oh, yeah. I was like, word. He's like, I'll buy a camera and I'll buy one light. <laughs> we didn't know nothing. Mm. You didn't know we need three-point lighting, none of that mm-hmm. stuff. We're going to buy one light. I was like, word. I don't want to touch the camera because mm-hmm. I ain't about using my hands and stuff. But <laughs> it sounds stupid. <laughs> I'm not about using my hands. I'm not about hands. using my hands and shit. You know, just my brain. <laughs> you know, real smart, right? Uh-huh. But I was like, oh, I know how to edit because I used to edit anime music videos. So, oh. like, if I can edit anime and time into beats and music, then I can probably do the same thing with real people. Oh. And that's sort of how, from there, I started editing the videos to then co-directing the videos and editing them to then actually directing and editing them and using the camera and i hated using the camera still but i knew if i wanted to get the result that i wanted yeah then i had to shoot it myself because i know the vision that i want yeah and i know the clips and shots that i want so i can edit the way i want so then i decided let me learn how to use the camera to get the shots that i want so i can edit the way i want and get the result that i want that's the only reason why i started filming Really? I was not interested in filming. I don't watch a lot of movies. I still don't watch a lot of movies. I don't watch a lot of TV shows. I grew up watching anime and doing anime music videos. Wow. That was me. Wow. Okay, so for people also who, who may not be aware of who Anthony is and the cool stuff he's done, uh, most recent, well, not most recently, I would say a lot of people know you for your Lily films. Right, um, right, right. Lisa, Blackpink, um, he filmed three of them? Yeah, Lily filmed three. It was Much From Chocolate. Lily mm-hmm. filmed four, which was... Chris Brown, City Girls, and Lily Film, the movie. Uh, the movie. It's the movie. not five. Cheshire is like, it's not Lily Film five. It's <laughs> Lily Film, the movie. So it's the movie. Maybe Lily Film five is coming out later. Don't get it twisted. It's something separate. I don't know. Whatever, Cheshire. Anyway, shout out to her. <laughs> yeah, so I did those three. Okay. So yeah. this man is talking about how he's like, I don't really like editing and video stuff, but like. I like editing. I didn't like shooting. Oh, you didn't like shooting? Yeah. yeah. Well, he shot those masterpieces, amongst mm. other things, okay? Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he did. I'm like, that's so interesting. Do you enjoy it now? I love it. I love it. You love no, it. Film, actually using the camera is probably my favorite thing to do now. Okay. Yeah. Dancing? Yeah, I love filmmaking more. Yeah. Real? Okay, why? Yeah. So I used to love dancing when I first started in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. I started dancing because in middle school, my homie John Bai, he was mad annoying, but I love that kid. Mm. I hope you watch this. You were annoying as hell in middle school. <laughs> Shit, you was mad annoying, bro. But yeah, yo, I learned how to use chopsticks from that dude. That's irrelevant. <laughs> anyway, he moved away in middle school in like eighth grade. He came back to town for a bit, uh-huh. and we went into like his old house. I don't know why it was empty. Uh-huh. Like I don't know, is that even legal? I, mean, I did a lot of illegal things when I was younger, but anyway, we were in there. Let's talk about that. Love these little asides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to do illegal stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I ain't never been arrested. Don't worry about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we it's clean, cool. I got a clean record. You know, my skin clean too. It's whatever, and the melanin yeah. good. <laughs> but I met up with him in his old house, and he was like, "Yo, look at this move I could do." Uh-huh. And he did uh, a turtle stall, which is you put your elbow here like this. Yeah. And you stab. We call it stabbing. You stab oh. here. And then you have the other hand for support. Uh-huh. And he was like lifting himself up. His legs were off the floor and he was doing a turtle stall. Uh, like, like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was like the most basic B-boy freeze possible. Okay. And I thought when I saw it, I was like, wow, that is incredible. Uh-huh. Growing up, I've seen B-boy. Like, if you ever heard of. Maybe if you remember seeing uh, Breaking Back in the day, mm. B-Boy Jr. was this one dude. He would do push-ups without his legs. 
like just only hands. What? He was actually slightly crippled. Oh. I think one of his other like one of his legs didn't work as well. Something happened to him. Okay. So he the way he taught himself how to break, he was mainly on his hands. Like <laughs> he just and he would do things that were inhumanly possible. Oh. So in my mind when I saw this, I'm like, yo, that's like B Boy Junior and right. I didn't even know B Boy Junior. I'm like, that's like that black dude that don't be using his legs. Like, <laughs> he's walking, he's not human. Yeah. So it looked and it just didn't look humanly possible to do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was super interested. And I saw him do that, and I learned that move. And then from there, I fell in love with breaking. I'm like, this is the coolest thing in the world. I'm going to get mad girls. Yeah. <laughs> yo, straight up, yo. I was like, yo, I'm going to get hella girls. I'm going to be breaking at the middle school parties or whatever. I used to break in Spanish class. <laughs> and I'll be busting my ass, and like everyone would May just I'm laugh Anthony, at me. Anthony, watch this. Yo, yeah, yo, man. I'm a, an- Antonio. Antonio, I'm trying to what Spanish I got. Donia Sala Biblioteca. I'm gonna break for you. That's it. And like And I did it. Para ti, para ti, para for you. Yo, if you I was watching Breaking Bad recently. They speak Spanish in there a bit. So I I was catching up on my Spanish when Gustavo was talking, you know what I mean? Hey Gustavo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are those spoils? Anyway. Oh my god. Yeah, I'd be really getting off off track. No, no, no. Yeah, but oh yeah, I was breaking the Spanish class. I was breaking at middle school parties, all that stuff. Everyone thought I sucked, Mm. and they thought it was a phase. Like whatever, Anthony, you garbage. You can't dance for your life. I was watching you got served and stuff. I couldn't do any of that. People thought I was gonna give up. Years later, well, look where I'm at now. I'm still dancing. People thought it was a phase. It's not. Ain't nothing a phase when it comes to me. Still dancing. Still breaking. I was breaking on cardboard too. Really? Outside during the winter, my boy Gerald C. His yeah, I don't know his parents didn't want him breaking in the house, so I'd break with him. Uh. Me, him, and Morrison like we would go outside and break on cardboard like we was breaking in the eighties. All right, if you guys have not noticed, it's very clear. Like you just said, nothing's a phase for you. Nothing. Everything you do, you're very passionate and like driven and like once you're in it, it's like game over. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, have you always been that way? Always. 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 I, something's wrong with me. My whole life, <laughs> when I do something, I just go hard. And because of that, I'm not able to do things that I don't give a damn about. Ooh, yeah. okay. I'm not the kind of person that flip-flops like, oh, I'm like producing beats, and oh, now I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. Yeah. And the next year, like, Anthony, I thought you was doing musicals, and like, nah, man, I'm scoring musicals. Like, no, no like, mm. I if I'm doing... If I pick something up, mm. I'm probably going to end up doing that for the rest of my life. Interesting. Always, yeah. So that's why you, that's the other thing. Like, when you're introducing yourself, you wear a bunch of hats. Like, mm-hmm. how do you stay organized? Or does it have, like, luckily kind of start to bleed together? Everything starts, you know? They do. Everything sort of blends together in a way. I think it's just in general with art, everything is sort of related. Yeah. You start to realize that sooner and later as you get into different art forms and such. Um, you know, filmmaking, the reason why I started to film was because we wanted to film our dance videos. I was originally a dancer. Mm-hmm. Voice, the voice acting stuff is definitely something that was very separate, but still works. I used to film myself voice acting and such okay. like that. The Morgan Freeman yep. thing and whatever. Yep. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I sort of found a way to make everything connect. Mm. So that's sort of how I was able to keep up with doing everything. Because even, let's say, I don't feel like dancing as much and I'm filming a lot, but then I'm like, hey, my friends are doing a dance video and they want me to dance in it. And the mm. next thing you know, I'm dancing again. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, more, I mean, maybe for a while I'm dancing more and then I meet some dancers and they're like, hey, we love dance with you. And, oh, we saw your videos. We want you to film our dance video. Mm. You understand dance. Mm. So, or, you know, whatever. Or you understand music, ah, so do a music video. Yeah. So everything is just connected. 
So you said yeah. you, you since you're a dancer, you dancers want you to film it because you understand dance. Uh, can you successfully film a dance video without being a dancer? Do you think? Yeah, hundred percent. Well, success. Sorry. Uh, can you film it well? Do you think? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think being a dancer, you have a way bigger advantage because you just understand the moves. And I know for me, when I film dance videos, sometimes I don't even need to watch. Sorry. Sometimes I don't even need to watch the video beforehand. I can oh, just like the choreo. Yeah. Well, there's oh. choreography. I so I had so much training filming freestyle videos. Oh, okay. Like or you know when someone freestyles, there's no choreography. You don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah. But because I'm a dancer, and I freestyle. And I understand music and I understand dance. Mm -hmm. I can predict how a dancer is going to move. Oh. So they're doing this, whatever, and they got to hit this beat that's coming. It's gonna be do do do, and I and I see they're moving this way. Then I know they're probably gonna go boom 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 and hit this way. Oh. I just I can feel it and I know and I move with it, and I understand the rhythm and the movement behind it, and I know what to show because as a dancer. I know what I would want to be seen mm. if I was dancing in a video. Mm. So then I know how to capture it, and I'm doing all this math and calculus in my brain. AC, that's where the engineering comes in too. Feel me? <laughs> I was doing the calculus in my brain and whatnot, and I'm like, oh, I need to move like this and capture this and capture this angle and hit this beat here and move with the beat like that. And I'm really like, people have said when they see me filming dance, I mm -hmm. look like I'm dancing myself. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to see some a video of you like filming. I, I need to get someone to film a video of me filming something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very fascinating. You'll see me like, oh my God. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm doing all that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I look like, and I'm like, I'm moving like water, and you see my shoulders moving, and I'm hitting grooves. And really? Yeah, so, sometimes, I, sometimes as a joke, I like actually dance with them. Sometimes I jump. It's crazy. Be are doing, you serious? I be doing random stuff when I'm filming. And then you look, and people are like, oh, what are you doing? Are you probably messing it all up. Yeah. And then they look at the footage, and they're like, yo, bro, you killed it. Wow. I'm like, I always kill it. Nothing's a phase. Hey. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be my new catchphrase. My new catchphrase is nothing's a phase. Is nothing is. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Okay. But, uh -huh. oh, what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. If you're not a dancer, you can definitely learn um, how to film dance, and you can film it well. A lot of filmmakers that film dance to this day aren't dancers. Okay. You look at people in the K-pop industry and stuff like that. I, a lot of them, I'm pretty sure, don't dance or know much about it. But if you... After a while with dance, there's sort of a formula with like how to film it pretty well. Okay. If you're filming choreography, you get your wide shots, you pull in and out. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like if there's a beat that hits, maybe move close in and then mm. pull out here. And if they study it enough, like you can capture the formula for that and do it well. I would say though, if you're not a dancer, it'll be really hard for you to film something that's freestyle. Mm -hmm. But for a choreography, you watch you watch the choreography enough, figure out what points you need to hit. Get the close-ups, get the wide shots, do the movement, you know, move, do the motions, edit it properly. You can do it. Okay, there's two points I want to make. So you mentioned, okay, so in terms of filming dance, <clears throat> like there's, you do that, but then you also, you filmed, so let's say like Jesse's tribute um, campaign that you Dang, filmed. You, I didn't even post that on Instagram. <laughs> I just know you were working, you know. Yeah, you know I was around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for that, like, how, like, what is your process for going into that? Or is it just like, I know I'm getting the static shot and maybe I'm getting her kind of walking around, chilling, like, you know? So filming like fashion stuff, mm -hmm. what is my process? <laughs> I know for me, so when I first started filming, I was doing dance videos mm -hmm. and I had a lot of friends that were influencers like starting off. Mm -hmm. So 
after filming dance for a while, I got really sick of it because I felt like I was just doing the same thing and I wasn't even thinking anymore. And I wanted to challenge myself more. So I started filming fashion videos. Okay. So from doing those, I learned, okay, you know, I can get close-ups, eyeballs and, mm. you know, accessories, yeah. arms and slow motion shots of hair. Uh, and then I could start getting mid shots. Okay. Here it is. Stuff like that, yeah. mid here, like whatever it is, get dolly ins and zoom outs. Mm -hmm. I just know now, and then get the wide shots. And then I just know when editing, because when I film, mm -hmm. I film, I I already know, I don't know exactly how the video is going to turn out, but yeah. I have an idea when I'm filming something that, like, oh, I can probably use this shot like this when I edit mm -hmm. and cut from here to here. So I'm sort of, oh. I'm sort of calculating and creating that editing timeline as I'm filming, mm. essentially. So I know when I'm filming the fashion stuff, I know what I need to get. I've dealt with many clients where they're like, yo, you missed this shot. So I know not to miss that shot anymore and to make sure to get these details. So I'm doing all that in my brain. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of my steady cam motion that I do, I learned a lot of that from filming dance so mm -hmm. much. I know how to capture motion, even uh, if it's not dance related. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess the the version you saw of the Jesse tribute campaign mm -hmm. is not my like, original edit. Uh, yeah, when I was filming her, you know, she would, she's not a dancer, but she'll do things where she's like modeling and then she'll drop and like I move with her. And, oh, like I'm like dancing with her as I do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a lot of it is feeling. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's just feeling and intuition for me when I, when I film. So you mentioned how uh, sometimes you don't, and we've had other conversations where, you know what, even if you know, they maybe expect you to post and you're just like, mm, I don't really, I'm not feeling it. Like, it's not my original work. Like, do you ever get, not scared, but like, mm, like, are you ever cautious of like, oh, I need to like, I don't know, appease this person or please this person? It seems like you don't. Yeah, I don't, to be honest. Mm. At the end of the day, these clients, they want, they just want their video for their stuff. Mm -hmm. So... Honestly, they could care less if I post it or not. I usually, okay. yeah, because I'm I'm I don't have enough clout or followers where I'm gonna make a difference if I post it on my page. You don't think so? No, I don't. <laughs> like I don't think about like I say for like Lily Phil, if I don't post it on my Instagram, millions of people are still gonna watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's you know for a Jesse tribute, you know to I be mean? like if she doesn't share it, yeah, then. Okay. There's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that were millions of people that aren't going to see it. Right. Essentially. Right. But as the filmmaker, um, I'm I, don't know, I personally I'm, I'm just I'm just not that big enough that it matters if I post it or not. I wonder if. OK, let's say but if you post it, but you, so then that could potentially lead to other gigs that they like, let's say so and so knows. It, oh, they work. He worked on that. Or does you're like, oh, I don't I don't care. Like it'll come. It'll, those things will come to me. Yeah, yeah, I don't care, yo. Okay. If I'm not proud of my work mm. or it's not what I want to show on my portfolio, then I'm just not going to show gonna it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to show there's, it. There's other, there's other gigs that I've done that I didn't post. Like, I didn't post, um, I don't want to talk about it, but okay. there's, there's, there's some bigger gigs with idols and stuff that I just didn't post because I was like, ah, this isn't. So you mentioned, okay, so I keep saying you mentioned. Um, yeah. I realized... Uh, as you're talking, like like you said, you wear many hats. You're kind of like, oh, yeah, I, I want to get into this. Or I just kind of not fell into it. But, like, there are things that I guess it kind of just was brought to your attention. You're like, oh, okay. Um, and now you're at this point. And a lot of people are like, you know, they may have this, like, I, I always want to be, like, an idol or something like that. Or I want to be, like, 
on Good Morning America and like this is the step-by-step process to get there. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's better to have a plan or sim- seemingly like you you kind of just like you like you said you go with the feeling, you go with the flow type thing. Which do you think is better? So, I always have not, you know, uh, an ultimate final destination. Okay. But I have big goals in mind always. Okay. And then I go towards that path and I'm following that path. And then a detour will come through and hit me. And I'm like, ooh. And mm. then I, what I learned from myself, though, and I also learned from Hunter Hunter. They gave this whole little speech about the detour thing, which I can't remember. But if you Hunter Hunter fan, you an anime fan, you know. It is something about, like, you know, you, you, have your, you have your ultimate plan in life, right? Yeah. But what you should really take in and really consider and absorb in and not take for granted is the the detours that come in life. Okay. Because those are some of the things that will like help you figure out and learn where you should be naturally. You know what mm. I mean? Sometimes you hit these roadblocks and you get frustrated because you're like, ah, oh, like I'm trying to like, get over and go over there. But sometimes you hit a roadblock and it causes you to do certain different things that you didn't have planned. Yeah. And then you start going that way. Yeah. And then you realize, yo, maybe I was meant to go that way all along. Yeah. Or something along this path comes like something along that like comes like something better comes along yeah, that path right and it hits you and then you start doing that mm. and next you know who knows eventually maybe you might be able to weave back around and get to where you wanted to go originally mm-hmm. or you just end up somewhere better right and for me i have plans but i'm always super flexible i'm always open to you know another another way another path i don't believe in destiny and that there's mm. only I'm destined to do this or I have to do this. Like, I, there's just so many. Who knows what I'm going to be doing next year? Everything is always changing for me. Okay. It really is. And okay. if I was a stubborn person that wanted to stick to this path, mm-hmm. then I would not be here right now. Mm-hmm. Essentially. I really would not be here right now. No way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you get stressed out in, in work situations ever? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I do. I do get stressed and such, but I don't really... I sometimes I'm just so logical about stuff where okay. I'm like, okay, if I get stressed and I start freaking out, how does that help me get my work done? And yeah. It, and it doesn't. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, thinking logically, all right, not stressed anymore because okay. there's no point to be stressed. Yeah. Obviously, you can't always control control stress and you mm-hmm. can't always control your feelings. Yeah. But for the most part, I try to just not freak out about situations. I've been in so many situations where things weren't going the right way Mm -hmm. and i've had to improvise in crazy serious scenarios and stuff where things really matter and i always figured it out okay i always found a way i'm that's my mindset i always will find a way yeah so for me if things are getting messed up i'm like don't worry about it we're gonna figure it out if i'm working with someone and they're like yo and like if you ain't gonna do things the way i want blah 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 then i'm done with you when you're not gonna get anywhere without me i'm like yo go work with someone else and i don't care like i'll find another way i'll work with someone else Mm -hmm. i'll do things somehow there's always a way right right. and it's been working for me right i've obviously had hard times stressful times and whatever but you know when you fall you just get back up harder whatever that cliche thing is and i do that (laughs) that's it Okay. Now, um, first of all, thank you for that that inspirational tidbit. You mentioned we mentioned earlier we talked about Moon Culture Films. Um, what is the meaning behind that name? Also, Moon Culture is your company. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, technically, Moon Culture is not a company anymore. It hasn't been a company for mm-hmm. 
how like it's still crew okay. it wasn't lc for maybe a year or so there were some complications with that i didn't know someone can sign you up to be a co-founder of an lc without you signing up to do that oh that's kind of what happened it was one of my old partners i love him and i love you I have a, a really close friend. His name is Koi Cola. Uh-huh. His artist name is Koi Cola, named Tito or Antanasio Cefeliz. Mm. I went to middle school with him. I started playing guitar when he started singing. Mm-hmm. We started breaking together. Mm. You know, I tried singing a little bit. I suck. I ain't going to sing for nobody ever. I don't even <laughs> sing for my girlfriend, like none of that. When we started our film crew, mm-hmm. we were trying to figure out a name. And I was like, yo. So, Koi Cola, he used to have, like, a hardcore rock band called Moon Culture. Oh. And I was like, yo, I really like that name, Moon Culture. And I was like, where did you get that name, Moon Culture, from? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, there's a song called Moon Culture by this band I really liked. Uh. Moon Culture was his favorite song, so he wanted to name his band Moon Culture. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I really like that name. It's mad unique, and it kind of gives people, like, an image of something artistic. and mm, yeah. something You know, it's not Anthony King Productions or, yeah. you know, like, King Films. Like, yeah. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to name anything after my name either. Mm. Also, because it wasn't just my crew. Mm. So, I was like, Moon Culture sounds cool. Yeah. And then it was just throw films at the end of it. And that's sort of how Moon Culture Films came to be. So, it's kind of like a collective now. Essentially. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, it's... And, you know, I'm sure you saw my Instagram. I'm not active on the Moon Culture Films Instagram anymore mm. just because, you know, my crew, which is honestly just like me and my homie Koi Cola, like he's back in America and he's focusing more on his music stuff. Okay. And I'm out here doing stuff in Korea. Yeah. And after a while, I was like, I don't want to keep trying to balance, you know, oh, this is Moon Culture and this is personal stuff. It's just, yeah. I see. So, and okay. I wanted to just focus on, another, actually another big thing too is when I had Moon Culture Films, it was cool. I was trying to blow that up like mm. early on. But then I realized when it comes to trying to get your social media or your page big or whatever it is, not saying that I'm focusing on getting my page big now, but back then I was when I was younger in college. Mm. You, people would follow Moon Culture Films, but a lot of them would only care about the specific client or artist that I worked with. Um, whereas if I had everything more under my name or just me, yeah, I'm like branding myself and people will invest themselves more emotionally in a person rather than like a, a company or entity. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So essentially after a while, I was like, okay, you know, I'm not in America. Moon Culture Films will always still be a thing. I still yeah. have my, my website there for my portfolio. Mm. It's just more there for portfolio, but... Yeah, I just started I focusing on branding myself because even in Korea, as I started to work with more idols, they wanted to work with me because it's like, oh, Anthony King. Like, yeah. Like the black dude that's filming K-pop. <laughs> so I mean, to be honest, that's what it is. And it sounds cool. Like, yo, they, this is black dude that like films with idols and stuff super, super well. I want to work with him yeah. rather than Moon Culture Films. Who is that? Like yeah. One time I worked with a client. Uh, before I worked with him, I met with him. Yeah. Oh, no, I spoke with him on the phone, and he immediately, from my voice, he knew I was black. And he was like, yo, bro, I thought you were, like, some Asian kid or uh. something like that. <laughs> like He's like, I didn't know what you look like. I didn't know what moon culture is. Uh, that was the day uh, where I was like, oh, like, I need to start branding myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, p- if people know who I am, people want to work with someone that they like, they can, like, see and they know is, like, cool. Yeah. Even if your work isn't that dope, like, even if you're trash, the fact that you look fire and, like, you talk fire and you are fire yeah then they trying to work with fire you feel me and that, yo that works I'm not saying i'm trash but hey 
You're not trash. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not basuda. That's, that's Spanish. I'm not basuda. When, I, when I was breaking in eighth grade, I was learning that Spanish. I'm not basuda. You feel me? A sidagi, whatever you want to call it. I'm done. Hey. I'm- hey. Hello, everybody. This is Emily. If you've reached this part of the interview, that means you're at the end of part one. So you can check back for part two next week. In the meantime, make sure to keep up with everything revolutionize the stage on our Instagram and Twitter at Rev the Stage Pod. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye.